You're listening to the Eat Scripture Podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson. We are continuing our series on the Psalms. And still, I think today, is this the last Psalm of Ascent? Uh, yes, it Ascent is. Last do. one we'll cover. So we're finishing up the Song of Ascents, and we haven't done every one of them. Nope. But nope. Um, this is the last one that I think we're going to do. Right. Psalm 130 today. Mm-hmm. And it is really good. Like I said to Eric earlier, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't think we've had a bad one. Nope, but, never have a bad one. Uh, and all of them, when I study for what we're going to do, they just mean so much and they stick with me. Yes. So I hope that that's the experience everybody's had. I hope so too, yeah. That's, but, um, it's, when you dig into them deep, they do kind of hang in your head and swirl around for a while. You think about them the next few days and yeah it's really a, a wonderful experience and that's why staying in the word of course is so good staying in god's word deep is so good because it does really kind of impact you as you're going about your life and yes. that's uh, it's made to do that and how the spirit brings other things that way. to mind that maybe you wouldn't have been thinking about it yes it's just really helpful mm-hmm. um and i think these song of ascents mm-hmm. uh you know we've talked about we talked about several podcasts ago about what these were this songbook for um when they were going to jerusalem for mm-hmm. holy days uh, whatever that that was kind of their songbook mm-hmm. um i also see them though like as our it should be our songbook mm-hmm. yeah. for us coming into the presence of god and yeah. Coming to him, and um, that's just really been on my mind this week. So right. it's very personal. Oh yeah, it is. These aren't just about somebody way off long time ago. Mm-hmm. These are very personal, and I think today's is especially that way. It's a personal lament. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, boy, you can really hear it. Yeah. Yeah, very, a very penitent mm-hmm. um, psalm very urgent for God's mercy mm-hmm. and yes. um, I don't think there's any of us who can't relate so agreed yeah I agree there doesn't seem like there would be because we've all kind of felt this kind of pressure from just our own souls that get dark sometimes we don't know what to do with our right. sins and we feel just kind of paralyzed by ourselves because we're so we're not the kind of people we want to be and we need him come to our rescue it's kind of along those yes, lines desperate for him to come to yeah, our rescue very much and desperate. to be human is to have these kinds of sufferings i mm-hmm. think we just i don't know anybody gets through life without this mm-hmm. and i don't either it's part of our journey yeah it and it's is. part of how, where we learn just like we've talked about being in the wilderness mm-hmm. that's kind of what this is mm-hmm. um but you don't nobody signs up to go to the wilderness right but once you're there that's where God meets you. Absolutely. And, and, and you're so glad you're there with him when you fight it, when he meets you there. And it's this becomes this wonderful place to be. Right. But mm, wilderness is but hard. It's hard. It's so hard. But boy, does it ever become painful. a much better place with him, with you. Um, and so that's, that's really the... That's where hearing this, like you're saying, we're hearing this psalmist as he's crying out in his wilderness. He's mm-hmm. just really, really lifting up his heart to God in this ugly place that he has found himself so 
Yeah, we don't need to say anything else that I know of. I think we'll just um, jump in. So let's start by reading our psalm, which is, again, just like all psalms of sins, not crazy long. Just eight verses. Yep, just eight verses, but but a packed eight verses. So let's let's listen to it as he kind of walks us through this. Psalm 130 Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Okay, so we can hear this individual talking. If you're listening closely, then you heard how the individual is talking and talking very clearly to the Lord to Yahweh here in the first six verses and then in verse seven there's a switch to where the individual seems to be addressing Israel itself mm-hmm. Israel as a whole um, to put their hope in the Lord and so the encouragement of what that would mean for them also to wait for his redemption from their iniquities as a whole so we'll kind of address that too when we get to the end but for the first six verses we're talking about this individual's life and how he feels swamped by his iniquity and is just hoping for Yahweh to give him relief uh, from his own heart his own (laughs) self I mean I I think we all understand that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's really suffering involved Mm -hmm. yeah there is being in that place of darkness Mm -hmm. and not seeing a way out yeah yeah and i know it can be experienced at any time in life i think maybe maybe you're more prone to experience it after you've experienced a lot of life and you're much more i don't know you kind of run into the brick wall of yourself a few times and it feels like you set, you've set, you had several times of setting lofty goals for yourself and I'm going to do good and I'm going to do better and here we go and this is going to be good and then you realize you hit another bump in the road and it just derails you and you feel and so you feel worthless after having done that several times in your life and you're starting, you know, maybe you're kind of a 30s or even 40s or a midlife adult or something and you're thinking oh man I I, I am so worthless I never can I'm never going to get this right I'm never going to be able to and so maybe you can you can kind of this kind of resonates with you I realize at several points in life but for a lot of us yeah for a lot of us it resonates more seems like the longer and longer we've lived (laughs) this life right we go through cycles Mm -hmm. yeah um so the depths here. Yeah, the depths first. Mm-hmm. Out of the depths I cry to you, oh Lord. Yeah. What, is the, what is that? Where is he? It, that usually refers to the depths of the sea, mm-hmm. which we, in scripture, the sea is a scary place, mm-hmm. chaotic, yeah. um, dark and scary. Yeah. And I um, think that kind of 
sums up how you feel when you're depressed. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> question, right? Yeah. You're close to death. I mm-hmm. mean, it just feels like... Like uh, you're drowning. Yes, like you're drowning. You can't get out and... It's, a, it's just an awful feeling. Mm, not unusual to have this kind of talk in the psalm. Psalm 69 starts mm-hmm. very similarly. Um, okay. And uh, this idea again of depths, like you're saying, being underwater, just kind of in, sinking in the seas, the depths of the seas. And the depth of the sea, like you had told me before, very much equated with this idea of Sheol. Yeah, kind the of realm a, of death. The realm of death, right. yeah, the place where you can't get out. So, you know, the, of course they knew nothing about the bottom of the seas. And right. we and we, we, still we don't know, know that very much, little, frankly. Yeah. Um, and but they equated it with that realm of the dead, that place where that's there's no nothing good, no life, and it's just all right. murky and easy to get sucked in, ugly, yeah, and not mm-hmm. ever come out. So metaphorically, the psalmist feels like he's in that place, mm-hmm. that place of unknown, that place of ugliness and darkness, and just yeah, and he's crying out to God, crying out to Yahweh. Oh, Yahweh, which he immediately follows with Adonai. So you got Yahweh, Adonai, Yahweh first in line one. Out of the depths I cry to you, Yahweh. Adonai, hear my voice. So he uses, he does a tandem thing with the two words here to use for God. And I can't help but think about this as like in the depths. So you feel so far away from God because he's up high, right? Mm-hmm, right. On the mountain. Yeah. But you feel so far away. And so here the psalmist is saying, Oh Lord, hear my voice. Yes. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Mm-hmm. So I want to feel closer. I mm-hmm. want to feel like you can hear me. Yeah. yeah. Let me know you can hear me. He wants to yeah. be sure God can hear him. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, let me know you can hear me. It's a very much a, like you said, a desperate plea is what he's making. So hear my voice, let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Although the word in Hebrew, pleas for mercy, um, there wouldn't be two words. There's just one word. There supplications mm-hmm. like a deep, you know, longing, right. um, something you're asking God very much with your heart, um, a heartfelt, emotional plea, supplication that you're making. So I'm just saying mercy, the word mercy really isn't there, but very much carries, you know, carries the idea okay. of asking, okay. of seeking God's mercy. Um, interesting. Yeah. But um, ears, uh, ears attentive, you know, just like you said, is God hearing me? I, I mean, mean, that's what we always want. We're to know. always longing for his presence. Mm-hmm. And when you're in this place of suffering, sometimes you feel like he's so far away. Mm-hmm. So yes. I think this is, you know, a cry to, I want to be closer. I want you to hear me. Mm-hmm. I want you to come close to me. Something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus will later assure the disciples, um, his closest followers that those, that everything they ask is heard by God. Um, right. Well, and not just close followers get that assurance from him, but others too. But I'm thinking of immediately before his death, he was telling them that on the mm-hmm. night before that whatever they ask would be heard, you know. Yeah. Um, and so he's always his close. Name. Yeah, absolutely. Even when it doesn't feel like he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we, we have an assurance from him. There's never a time, you know, you can't ask him, no matter how your heart feels, you can't ask God anything that he's not listening to you. Um, right. I think this is um, also really 
good because we need to learn how to admit that we're suffering like mm-hmm. this. Yes. We live in a world of social media. That's right. Where we're always supposed to be healthy and happy and That's right. great. But there's something really cleansing about being able to admit I'm suffering, I'm in pain, and I need the Lord. Mm-hmm. I need His closeness, mm-hmm. His presence. Yeah. And um, it kind of almost feels like it opens a door for Him to hear you. Right. Yeah. I think that is crazy important what you're saying right there. Living in the world that we do, where all the pictures we're bombarded with every day of the families that we know, these are my friends. These are people I live around. And look at all their lives. They're so perfect. They're so happy. They're so... And if you say that you're not, then you're a problem to solve. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But that's the way you feel. You sure don't feel like you can express it. This psalm really needs to be put out there and us to understand it is okay to express these feelings. Right. Not only is it okay, it's healthy. Oh my goodness, right. it's healthy to say, hey, don't. I'm realizing how bad off I am on my own. And, Your uh, suffering has a purpose mm-hmm. and a value. And so as much as we don't want to go through it, just like I said about the wilderness, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want to do, we don't want to suffer and we don't want others to suffer, but there is value in it. Mm-hmm with God yes so I I do like that this is just right out there Mm -hmm. me too I'm hurting so so he's asked God to pay attention to his voice as he cries out for mercy verse 3 if you O Lord if you O Yahweh now we see what the problem is yeah (laughs) if you O Yahweh should mark and we'll talk about that term in a minute Mm -hmm. should mark iniquities O Lord who could stand Um, just that part alone first Uh, the fact that God if God starts counting everybody's iniquities we're all done for Right. but isn't that what we feel like sometimes mm -hmm. he's watching and waiting for us to just slip up once and he's gonna yeah bring the hammer down right exactly And, and Paul is kind of referencing a similar thought in Romans 2 10 through 18 where he's just bringing a whole bunch of Old Testament um verses together to talk about how how just dreadfully sinful man is mm-hmm. on his own mm-hmm. and that just there's no one who does good lord no not one and right. just really really hammering the fact that everybody's desperately sinful without right. god so this is the psalmist problem it's not enemies from without mm-hmm. it's his own weight of sin that yes. is dragging him down to the That's depths right. Yeah, yeah. So often when we see the psalmist, he's asking for help from persecutors or right. whatever from outside. But this time, very much about what he's experiencing on the inside. Um, and so he says, if, if you, O Lord, if you, O Yahweh, should mark iniquities, then he says, O Adonai, O Lord, who could stand? So again, we have this tandem of the use of his, God's names. Right. just like we had in, in the, the first stanza the yeah, very first stanza we had Lord then Yahweh then Adonai here we have Yahweh then Adonai so we can hear the poetry just another wonderful use of poetry here but his point being nobody's nobody's able to stand before you if you start looking for our problems because right. we've got we're filled with them filled with them yes yeah but and I love that big but <laughs> yes <laughs> But with you, there is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. This is one of three things in the psalm that he's saying, but with you, mm-hmm. or for with you. Mm-hmm. 
with you, there is forgiveness. So yeah. that's a boundary. Wow. There's, it's actually not just um, like endlessness. Mm-hmm. God has set boundaries and he's got forgiveness. There. Yes. It's, there is going to be forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, so perfect. So that this forgiveness is so that you will be feared and that feared there is more worshipped. Reverenced, worshipped, yes. Okay. That's what I was I was gonna say bring that out too, certainly. Um that yes, the fearing there. And the fear, the reverence that uh, comes from like you're saying, the forgiveness. It's the forgiveness itself. God wants to God forgives people so that they'll realize the his greatness. I mean, and and worship him out of the purely forgiven hearts that they have because of him. I mean, that heart wants to raise up a thanksgiving to God because of the forgiveness that it's experienced. And that's that's how God's name goes out. That's how his name is most exalted, is through the forgiving process. Not because he puts a heavy boot of punishment on everybody. It's actually quite the opposite. God's desire is for his name to be equated with forgiveness and then lifted up. Not for his name to be equated with subjection Right. And then lift it up. That's how the worldly leaders do mm-hmm. it. That's not how God does it. No. Forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and and just so, uh, just I was going to make another point along with that. For those who haven't read like Numbers 15, 29 through 31, where, which is one place in the Old Testament where it really taught one place in the Torah, where it speaks very clearly of the fact that the Torah is written for the Torah is really written for the forgiveness of the um, penitence for unintentional sin. Mm-hmm. Intentional sin, that's high-handed sin against God. And it says in that very context, intentional sin, if you've done an intentional sin, this is for you. If Or unintentional sin, this is for you. If you've done an intentional sin, however, that's against God and you should be cut off from your people. Mm-hmm. Cut off from his people. Mm-hmm. And so it's like such an impactful thing we think even i mean modern americans we think oh the law well that was so if you sinned you could go and do some penitence like and so people think oh well i'll yeah if i do commit adultery at least i can always go and repent and i'll be okay no if you had it in your mind to do the adultery before you did it that was if you didn't just find yourself you know, and we could talk all day about what it means to be accidentally caught right. in some of these things. Intentional but, oh, I didn't mean to find myself here. But nevertheless, that's what the law was designed to do, was for, for the forgiveness of the unintentional sins. Right. However, all through the Old Testament, we see God forgiving intentional sin right. over and over and over again. We see God. Thank the goodness. grace of God <laughs> yes. is unreal. That's the yes. beautiful part of it. This forgiveness it talks about in verse 4 is a forgiveness that goes so much further than we consider going. I mean, he is filled with forgiveness in the Old and New Testaments. He is a God of great forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that's why we worship. Yes. Yeah. So with him is forgiveness. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on. I think verses 5 and 6 are the big moment. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that before the next part. But. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just have, you know, down that 
that first of all, uh, I'll just address the word idea first. That he puts his hope in the written word. Uh, mm-hmm. This author does, writer does. That's he can't. He's talking about that that word of God that has come to them on the scrolls that they have that they can look at. That word. That's the word that he trusts. That's the word that he puts his his hope into um, because it's from God. Because it's God Himself who gave it to him. Why would you do anything else? Um, and so he really trusts in that word. And I, I have specifically here, specifically here, maybe even verses like Exodus 34, 6, in which God is describing his character. Mm-hmm. That the psalmist can go there and go, right. oh, that written word where God says, I am a God of, you know, basically grace, mercy, patience, mm-hmm. you know, um, yes. even to the th- forgiving sin, right. even to the thousandth generation, whatever I mean, if, this is. If that's not our hope in yeah. what is yes yep. that's the word you hope in right but back to and then on down to that the first line in verse five really then you know gets virtually repeated in mm-hmm. verse in verse six and added to right. so there's, i wait for the lord my soul waits and in his word i hope my soul waits for the lord so there's three waits mm-hmm. there yep and then more than watchmen for the morning, mm-hmm. more than watchmen for the morning. Yeah. yeah. So this picture that he's painting, uh, a lot of times when we're in this situation, we want to do something. We mm-hmm. want somebody to tell us something we can do. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, do some kind of penitence or, mm-hmm. you know, something that we can do. Yeah. And what he's saying that you can do is wait and watch. Wait and watch. Waiting and, for God. And um, that, that really... And we say, yeah, but what am I supposed to do? You're supposed yeah. to wait. Just wait. wait. He's coming. Wait in him. Yes. And this picture of being a watchman on the wall all through the dark night. Mm-hmm. Think about what we're talking about, this dark place that we're in. Yes. And we're waiting yes. for the first hint of dawn. Mm-hmm. And how happy we will be to see that. Yes. But we're intently watching. Oh, yeah. It's urgent we can't wait and um and when you're waiting mm-hmm. when you're a watchman mm-hmm. you don't own the building the city yeah you're not in charge of all the inner workings and making sure everything is you know functioning, functioning right your job is just to wait watch. and watch yeah and be there yeah yeah and I love that picture because when we're feeling that way, our job is to just watch and wait, knowing that he, the owner of the city, Mm -hmm. is doing all the things. Yeah. He's really keeping things in order. Your job is to watch for him. He's making sure everything is safe and secure. Mm -hmm. Your job is just to watch. Yes. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. So, I really love that. I and, just think of, too, like those ancient watchmen on the wall at night. Such a more, such a harder job if you're the night watchman. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and we've got to, you know, really got a picture in our heads. If you only had torches, <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't have, there's no street lights out there. There's right. no, there's no spotlights or street lights or anything that's bringing light. If the moon is full, you're, that's a good night. Right. If it's a new moon, oh, then your job is crazy important. 
and you're just and you got nothing you can do except just watch, watch, watch. And they long for the morning. Right. They long for the morning because that's when, whew, okay, we made it through another night. No enemy attacked. Nobody came from, you know, from, nobody tried to scale the walls. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just, this is a very interesting thing because they want that, they need that daylight. Daylight's a good thing. You see the dawn coming in and nothing happened overnight. That's mm-hmm. good. That's a successful night as a watchman. So they long for the morning and they, here's the psalmist. My soul waits for you more than watchmen wait for the morning. Yeah, I mean, and you repeated uh, it twice. Desperate for you. I'm waiting for it to see your redemption. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, that more than watchman for the morning, that takes me back to up here. In the, um, let's see. We're in verse three where it said, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, that word, you said we would come back to that later. That word mark yep. is watch. Right. Actually. It has that same, same connection to the root of the same word. So So if yeah. you should if you were watching for our iniquities. The way I'm watching the for way your I'm watching for your addition. There yes. would be no hope. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Think about it like that. Yep. It's a legitimate way to think about so it. So this waiting and watching equal hope. Mm-hmm. Verse 7, O Israel, hope in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes. For, and then here again, when we had this, with the Lord there is forgiveness. It says, for with the Lord there is steadfast love. Oh, and we forgot to mention in 5 and 6, and that stanza, it again says Yahweh, and then Adonai. Mm-hmm. uses both of those. But in this one, it says, O Israel, hope in Yahweh. Mm-hmm. For with Yahweh, there is steadfast love, mm-hmm. which is that. Right, it's a double Yahweh here in verse 7. Right. We've gone Yahweh Adonai, the... Yahweh Adonai, Yahweh Adonai. And now it's just Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So it's a major, kind of like a crescendo at the end where we've reached this double use of Yahweh in the end um, on a poetic level. Very pretty. Yes. Yeah. And the steadfast love is Hesed. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, that covenant love. Yeah, covenant love. So love with the Lord, there is covenant love. Yeah, that means promised love. He's yes. promised it to you. He's made a covenant, and it's not going and away. That love is. Him. That's right. That love's always going to be there, even when He punishes. That love is there. It's covenant love. He's not going to stop loving. I love um, that. Yeah. So with the Lord, there is forgiveness, and with the Lord, there is covenant love. Yep. And with Him is. Plentiful redemption. Exactly. What? Not just redemption. No. It means overflowing. Yes. Abundant. More. Plentiful. Than we could ever need. need. Yes. More than enough. Yes. Which seems like, how could that be? Uh, Right. Um, And he will redeem Israel Mm -hmm. from all his iniquities. Yes. Yes. Which does make you wonder if this was a psalm that was um, used strongly in the in the exile period in Babylon because mm-hmm. you know would they would they read and sing this to each other and both the, the individual but then as it expanded to the community mm-hmm. and all of us you know as a whole yes. we need God's forgiveness for our iniquities for that God here. is in this situation and he'll redeem us bringing redemption just like leaving Egypt now we'll you know one day he'll redeem us from Babylon that's yes. kind of what you wonder and I think that's definitely not not the question at all because that's what they long to do is to make a pilgrimage back to the mountain and worship him. 
solid sense, you know, that right. makes perfect sense. So, but they need to be redeemed and from their iniquities, mm-hmm. from their sinfulness. And ultimately, they will be because they're, Jesus is the culmination of Israel. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he is going to redeem them. Yes. Completely uh, all for all their iniquities. Yeah. And, and for us and for all time yes anyone who would find themselves in him man this is so good um so suffering is real but god is realer yes (laughs) that's what i take from this you know he's he's present in your suffering whether you realize it or not Mm -hmm. and uh your place in the depths is not out of bounds for him right he's there too yeah it's not a place that he can't go Mm-hmm. So right. It's just our suffering is not the ultimate. It's not the end. And I really needed. I need to hear that. Sometimes mm-hmm. we all do. Mm-hmm. Not just for me, but for friends who are going through suffering. I need to hear that their suffering is not the end. It's not the bottom line. Right. God is there with them yes. in that. And yes. Wait and watch for His redemption. Mm. Hang in there. Yes, definitely hang in there because it's coming. Mm-hmm. God God will not let as you. As sure as the you. dawn comes yes. in the morning. He will not fail. And it'll be great reason to praise him later. You will mm-hmm. be giving praises to God, not because he put his you know, showed you how powerful he was, but because he showed you how forgiving he is. Those are most great things, but really the forgiveness, man. So by waiting and watching you're um, giving room for him to work it out, mm-hmm. work out your salvation and your faith. And, mm-hmm. um, yep. So, yeah. Great. Gorgeous. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. We always love having you with us. We love it when you share um, these podcasts with friends or on social media. Thank you so much. Uh, just really glad uh, that you joined us and that you're walking through with us. Way of few more psalms to go our next one uh, as i am looking at the page here that we have in front of us looks like it's going to be psalm 136 psalm 136 um so you might want to take a look at that and we will get into that next time look forward to talking to you about it and we will uh be back with you in a few days but until then god bless